Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I've got no experience in baking. I've not been trained. Mm-hmm. It's just all self-taught. I just remember my dad always said to me, like, learn a trade. Like, mm-hmm. if anything else fails, at least you've got that. To try and make something gluten-free, it's not just a case of, right, if this recipe says plain flour or self-raising flour, then we just go and get Dove's Farm plain flour. It doesn't work like that. I had a reason in front of me every single day. Yeah. So like my family's there. Like it's like, no, no, I want to do this for you. Food is an emotive, um, has an emotive quality to it. So you could eat a, a piece of food and it could transport you back in time. Yeah. You could smell something like an aroma and it, you're in your grandma's house eating that whatever she used to cook on Sunday for you. It was an ultimatum from my mm. wife. She's like, you, you got to stop making them because we can't eat them mm. all um, or sell them. Like I was working part-time. Yeah. So I'd had a day off a week to get all the orders, make them and deliver them on that day. And it killed me. Like, again, it was a disaster. Like, uh, I think I burnt a batch. So I left them in the oven. I think I started at four and the first appointment was at 10 o'clock. And I left my house at half nine. Oh How am I God. getting from South East London to Reading in half an hour? I think it was the second order and there was no record of me delivering it. So that order got, I didn't get paid for that. Okay. That was like a lesson. lesson. Oh, learned. mad. That was like instant lesson. So like people have messaged me and said, I've, I've bitten into this donut and it made me cry. And it's then when I get the feedback and it's mad. It's just like someone came in and bought 60. It's like we had to get them from the freezer because wow. they cleared out the counter. I had Selfridges at the time. Like I got Selfridges mm. maybe six months after I really? started. Really? How did it happen? Welcome to the Takeoff Experience where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Welcome back to the Takeoff Experience. We have a special, special guest in the building. This has uh, been a year in the making. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm good, uh, a little bit tired. Um, I've been moving kitchens this week. Okay. Well, I took a week off last week to do it. I actually finished it this week. So wow. it's like a big, I, I hate moving. I so wait, is that moving kitchens for your business? Is that? Yeah, okay. yeah. So the business has been based from my home kitchen mm-hmm. for the past eight years. Wow. Basically, so working in between the family, um, yeah, in a, in a domestic kitchen. Yeah. And we managed to build a kitchen, just save, 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 build a kitchen in the garden, at the end of my garden. In the garden? Yeah, yeah. So That's I, interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of something like that. Yeah. Like, is it a lot of work? It was a lot of work um, to, to get it done. Uh, but I just conscious, I just wanted to own like the space. I yeah. didn't want to move in somewhere and, and rent a space. Well, I did, to be mm-hmm. fair, I did want to do that. And the temptation to do that was, yeah. it happened like so many different times, but um, it just wasn't right or it would mean having to share with someone. And yeah. because what we make is is uh, sort of specialist in terms of like the allergens and what have you, mm-hmm. that, that's a bit, always going to be a bit of a, yeah. a tricky point. But um, yeah, I always wanted something that I owned a hundred percent as well. Okay. Like the, you mean the premises? Or, yeah, so yeah. I own the premises. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I did it. Finally. Wow. How long did that take you to do? 
Uh, so we, we it's been like a year, just over a year in the making. Wow, really? So that's probably why I, I you weren't able to get me. Oh my we just started. Okay, uh, like, like to uh, work the land and literally work the land, like dig the holes, foundations, everything. Wow. So you had to dig. So is your shed gone? Like that's yeah. Like the back <laughs> of the garden, the trampoline is gone. That's mad. A kitchen, you know. That's actually floor. sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And um, are you like worried about like because you know what they say like working from home? Mm. Like, do you do you feel like that there's going to be a bit of that for you? Are you worried about that? Like. Because obviously your kitchen's there, you're yeah. Gonna, and then you're gonna walk to your ho- actual house, yeah. Right? Does that bother you at all? Not really. I think because I've had it, I would say the worst experience mm. is there's there's pros and cons to everything, yeah. right? So the worst experience of being in the kitchen in my actual house, yeah, it's like going downstairs, like having to tiptoe at two in the morning, three in the morning when you're baking. Yeah, try not to drop the metal <laughs> pot on the floor. It's always the metal pot that drops on the floor, but yeah. not the plastic one. Always the metal one bounces forever like all those different scenarios yeah. having to work around all right now it's time for breakfast got to put everything away have breakfast wipe everything down kids go off to school start again all yeah. of those different scenarios um it's like i've had to deal with that yeah for so to have it now separate from my house i have to walk the length of my garden to get there it's actually nice yeah that like really really nice i mean i've been running back and forth between the garden and the house because there's stuff that i haven't brought over yet yeah. but now i think everything is there okay and it's just, I, I get excited when i go outside wow i love, I love that yeah yeah it's nice that's it it's really wow. nice wow yeah. that's such a and i've never heard of it so that's a that's a unique selling point mm. so for the listeners watchers who who is ryan so ryan is um i'm a 43 year old uh black man my parents from the caribbean um i got married in 2004 and my wife has allergies. She has allergies to gluten and dairy. Uh, we've got two kids. Uh, my daughter, Georgia, who's 16. My son, Noah, who's 12. Okay. And uh, very early on, they we found out they had allergies mm-hmm. to dairy as well. Um, so just wanted to come up with something that they could eat, you know, that would get them excited, that their friends would be excited about mm-hmm. as well. And ultimately, that was safe for them to eat. Like I'd seen my through my wife, um, she'd pay over the odds for gluten-free products yeah. that were dairy-free as well, which is really, really hard to find. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking 10 years ago now, really difficult to find. You pay like, it'd be so expensive and just disappointment every single time. Yeah, It's not quite right. It's not good or it's terrible. Um, it's disgusting. I can't believe yeah. I just bought this. So to see that through her eyes and then to have my kids experiencing the same thing, mm-hmm. Just like, no, man, like it's so easy to replace dairy, especially. But why is no one doing it? And it wasn't like, why is no one doing it? Let me put something in the market. It's like, why is no one doing it so that that we can buy it? Let me make something for you, like my family, uh, to be able to uh, experience. And that that was it. It was always, I want your friends to be excited about Mm -hmm. this as well. So it's not like when you go to a party or someone's house, you've got your own little packed lunchbox. These are your treats. Because you're not, it's not inclusive. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not a nice experience. And I think when you're young, especially, you want to have, you want to be included the same yeah. as everyone else, don't you? Um, so that was always the mission. Um, and yeah, just I've got no experience in baking. I've not been trained. Mm-hmm. It's just all self-taught. Wow. Um, and I just wanted to do this for my family. Mm-hmm. That, that's it, really. So um that's really who I am I'm not from this background I was like a project manager before okay when I started a business at the time in like the sort of property construction Mm -hmm. industry 
working for a company. I've been there for like uh, 10 years plus. And yeah, it was just, this was such a sore point for me, especially as my, my son was quite young at the time, like two, three, and he could speak. Like yeah. he's, he's quite advanced like that. But for him to be two, three asking, like, has this got dairy? And it's just like- That's oh, crazy. No, nah, it's not. Nah, That's mad. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try wow. something, do something about it. I love that. You're, and, you're, and you know, it speaks to you being a, a family man and the fact that you went so beyond. But definitely get a touch on that. But I wanted to go back a bit. You said that your parents are from Jamaica. Yeah. Like, were you were you born there or here? No, no, born British born, yeah. Born, British born, born here. So and you said you're from South London, I think you were yeah, born, yeah. Right, yeah. Were you born in South London? Yeah, yeah. Oh mad. Where, what about what area? I was actually born in Greenwich Hospital. Greenwich Hospital. Yeah, oh yeah. mad, it's mad. Not there anymore, but yeah, yeah. Oh, there was actually you see, I don't even know. I don't yeah, even know. Yeah. I, when when you said I was like, oh yeah, it still exists, right? No, oh, no, mad. it's gone now. It's like a an estate now, but yeah. It's an Greenwich estate. Hosp- yeah, Greenwich like a, a nice house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh mad, mad, yeah. mad. And and um and in what what area what part of south like london where, where did you mostly grow up in so i guess it's kind of split now um actually probably yeah split almost like in three ways so grew up in broccoli okay went to school in broccoli uh went to Adian's like broccoli primary school which is not there anymore um wow all these places are yeah man my heart man my heart um and then went to secondary school Adian stanhope in deptford's Brown uniform. Uh, it was all right when you're at school, but not not when you're on roads. Uh, what was it like actually during them times? It, it was all right. Yeah. It was it was it was good. Um, like I've got fond memories of those times. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was nice, a nice time, man. Um, and then we sort of moved. Like when I started secondary school, that's when we moved from Broccoli to Catford. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit longer to get to school and that. But even that, you know, the journey from school to home, like friends along the way in Lewisham, Deptford, and in Catford as yeah. well. It was nice. It was yeah. nice. It was a good time. And were you, were you, what were you like at school? Were you were you educational on the side or not educational? Uh, like, yeah. You know, the 12, was it A stars, GCSEs and no, all that sort no. of stuff? I was the guy that could always do better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, smart. So I, was smart. I was like that at school as well. But yeah. I, was, I didn't apply myself. I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was kind of like a co-star. A bit why, of a why do you think that you were? Like what... Do you, was that just you just uh, chilling? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I'd get to like a, like a level and just like plateau and just be like, I'm not, this is not really exciting. Not me. No, no, exciting. it's not really um, interesting me. So yeah, I don't know. Like my brother was always a lot smarter. So he's mm-hmm. the one that got the, the A's and the B's and stuff. And I guess I kind of like lived in his shadow a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Because we're quite, quite mm-hmm. close. He's a year and a half older than me. Mm-hmm. So he's a school year older than me. Okay. So it's just like, yeah, he was smashing it and I was just yeah. kind of coasting. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, because yeah, I feel like when with the because I'm I'm the oldest child, I feel like sometimes there's a bit of pressure yeah, on yeah. the on the elders, like you, the buck kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. stops with you. You've got a yeah. you know, and then everybody else gets babied yeah, <laughs> after yeah. kind of or they learn their lessons yeah. from the first child. Okay, yeah, wow, yeah. that's interesting. And um, so did you do college? Did that happen for you? Yeah, yeah. So I went to college again. I was following my brother, he went in sort of to graphic design. I was following him down that route, but okay. Then, um, I just remember my dad always said to me, like, learn a trade. Like, if mm. anything else fails, at least you've got that. So I actually went into bricklaying. I uh, studied to be a bricklayer down in, in Bermondsey, um, did an apprenticeship there. And then from there, um, I went to work for architects, like a modern apprenticeship mm-hmm. type scheme. So I was in uh, college one day a week, yeah, uh, training in construction. 
and then uh, finished college and went to uni, Southbank Uni, uh, to do construction, uh, HNC, like the first two years of a degree, basically okay. part-time. Um, and I went from architects to working for construction management company and then design management company. And then eventually I landed in my last company, which was a property investment company. Okay. Um, so I just did the HNC. I didn't take yeah. it beyond there. Again, it's just, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I'm really an academic person okay. like, to sit down and put my head in books and learn yeah. stuff. Sound um, like you're a bit more practical. A bit more practical, when it was yeah. Coming to, yeah. To I mean, I had the ability, definitely. Mm. But um, I just found out that I just wasn't, I'd rather get stuck in, like hands on. Yeah. 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 And, and sort of figure it out that way. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Actually, you're really making me think now with these mm. questions, like, um, as to how I've ended up doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah, that's what we're always yeah. trying to figure out, right? Like, yeah, how yeah. do you get to where you get to, you know, find your purpose um, in, in, a, in a way? And I wanted to actually ask you, actually, what was it, what was Bermondsey like? Because you said you worked there, and I remember when I was younger in secondary school. So I went to secondary school between the years of, 2000 2005 mm. and i remember <laughs> there was a bit of a smear with bermondsey yeah. bermondsey was again we were young so it's not like we knew yeah. too much about it but we knew it was racist yeah that's it was it like that I for you when you were working in that area i didn't experience anything yeah. like the literally just got a bus from Lewisham or from, I think we could get one yeah. from Catford actually, 47 went up there. But I just got a bus there. I worked on Spa Road. It was like a a little way from the bus stop. Just done the Brit Lane course. And then just run. back home. Done. Yeah, yeah, there were like geezers there. Um, but we all got on. Okay. All the laugh. Yeah. Didn't you know what? It might just be, you know, being young. Yeah. Sometimes you hear one or two instances and it's just Chinese whispers. Yeah. Not to say that nothing happened. But I think that 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 element does happen. I think when you're younger, you have a bit of an imagination. Exactly. You know, sometimes. Not yeah. to say again that, that racism doesn't happen because of course it does. But I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that maybe sometimes we hype stuff a little bit too much. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe yeah. certain areas at certain times. Yeah. Um, but we I was always treated well down there. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's you're you're right. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people like you get it in different parts of London yeah. as well. Yeah. Like maybe people from East or North, I don't know. They yeah. might thought that Peckham was like, oh no, you can't never go to Peckham. <laughs> it was uh, like that. Yeah, don't step in Peckham, you're going to get robbed. Yeah, yeah exactly. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You kind of get out of stigma in your yeah. head kind of thing. So, uh, no, no, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was cool. And um, so I know you you started in 2017, it was. Sorry, let me get my notes. Yeah, well, uh, so 2000. 2014 yeah. yeah but it, it started it actually the journey started before then right back in 2011 yes yeah, yeah. yeah that's you talk, right. talk us through through that yeah so that's that's where like my wife uh she's like the real entrepreneur of our family like she left her job and then got employed as a freelancer to do the same job and that's what started her like self-employment like that that kind of career entrepreneurial career and she's always had ideas and stuff but she was running um she'd done a couple of blogs like for vogue um okay another magazine i think it was hello magazine like beauty blogs for women of color but now she was developing another one called the london mother and it was more than a blog really it was like an online magazine well it still exists it's an online magazine yeah. to this day like a directory for parents in london um especially things to do in the holidays things to do with your children, things to do if you want to get away from your children, yeah. all that kind of stuff. 
And really that's where we would get invited out to attend like lots of events or attend um, lots of different activities and stuff like that. And there'd always be an element of food. Yeah. And it was there that I really started to see, well, actually going outside of our own home, not many people cater for people who've got allergies. Yeah. Um, It's just a given that, you know, people can eat anything. And then it's actually, actually, when you drill down, there are like allergies in a lot of different foods. Um, so like cakes, biscuits, cookies, pastries, it's all got an element of dairy and they've all got gluten in. Um, and that's sort of where it really started. Just being exposed to going out to these these wonderful yeah. uh, venues, wonderful activities. But then it's like, okay, now we've got a problem. Now we've got to try and find food yeah. for the family, like outside of the venue. Or if you were able to get stuff that was uh, allergen free, it either wasn't very good or you just felt like a kind of a nuisance. Like, yo, you're, you're that family kind of thing. So, yeah, that's sort of where the concept, I guess, without me knowing, started for the business. But then it was it was October 2014 when I was like, right, okay, let's launch this business. Yeah. Let's, let's see where it can go. And what was like the first, did you know that it was going to be donuts? No. Why, why, why? Yeah, okay, how did that happen? Well, it's, it's like you try a few things and yeah. it was... What other things were you trying? Well, brownies. Okay, so you tried brownies, like gluten-free and uh, vegan brownies. Yeah, so yeah. everything was uh, just dairy-free at first. Okay. Um, so dairy-free brownies, uh, and we tried cupcakes. There was a cupcake boom. We had Hummingbird Bakery, you had Primrose uh, Bakery, um, all these different cupcake shops, and that was the main thing at the time. And, uh, yeah, we tried, like, cookies, like a variety of different things, just tried to make them dairy-free, which was... To be fair, it was quite easy because to replace dairy is not, not that difficult. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, I need to make something that my wife can eat now as well. So to try and make something gluten-free, it's not just a case of, right, if this recipe says plain flour or self-raising flour, then we just go and get Dove's Farm plain flour. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> mm. Can't just substitute one and one. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people do. And that's why the products are so inferior. Um, and I know baking, well, I've discovered that baking is like a science. Yeah. So um, I wish I paid attention in that, that, that school. <laughs> it's crazy that, right? Yeah. Like all these skills that we could it's have like, like yeah. eventually used, right? Baker, man, where are you, bro? Come and help me out. Um, but it's it's like, okay, you need to understand like what these different elements, what their properties are, what's going to happen if you apply heat to them or you apply liquid to them, how are they going to combine and work together to produce something good? Yeah um so yeah just trying to to get all those elements in my head and develop a decent gluten-free recipe mm-hmm. um and i found out quite quickly like brownies is fairly easy to do but i found out very quickly that everyone does it it's like bananas everyone yeah. does a gluten-free brownie yeah so you, it's like okay let's let's try something different and i had come up with a recipe for like baked donuts um, but it was too the short the, the shelf life was so short like brownies you could keep for f- like three months in the freezer yeah. it's basically fat and sugar anyway so like preservatives um but the donuts like were perishable after maybe a day a like day days. yeah yeah wow. well you think like if you go and buy six donuts for a pound and as the the best before days the date that you've yeah. gone into the shop to buy them they're, they're, they're very short shelf life so it's like i can't i can make them but i can't get them out to people really yeah um so i just didn't really even think to to pull it out there so i was like oh these brownies are really good really good um but uh yeah i just found out everyone everyone kind of does it but then, yeah sorry that recipe development was the start of 
leading up to that 2014 day where I thought, okay. okay. So were you making these brownies before 2014? Kind of yeah. Just like for your just family. For family. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Just for your family. family. Yeah. So my sister-in-law has got yeah. similar allergies to my wife. My wife is more dairy intolerant, intolerant to dairy than she is to gluten. Yeah. My sister-in-law is the opposite. She's more intolerant to gluten than she is to dairy. But those two, between the two of them, they were like my guinea pigs and our family. But like batch sizes, um, it's just too much for one family to eat. Yeah. So okay, so you like, just had bare leftovers. Yeah, and okay. ingredients were expensive. Like, yeah, you couldn't just go to Tesco. They didn't have a free from section yeah. in Tesco. So what were, you, what were you using? I don't, I don't know a lot about baking. So what were you using as your substitute? So what's what were you substituting? Milk. To be fair, I don't really drink milk anymore. Yeah, yeah. So we're using like oat milk and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, the recipe didn't call for any milk, so yeah. thankfully I didn't have to worry about that. Okay, but it was like a blend. Like, what's the specific blend of flours that you yeah. can use to replicate? um like a good plain flour not only in taste but in consistency so how do you learn that like, it's just trial and error really yeah, yeah. so you're just trying different things yeah a lot of late nights in the recipe yeah i wouldn't say late nights because it was it was stretched over a period of time yeah. um same with the like the, the donuts that we've developed this year stretched over a period of time and you just it's just like you get your heart broken, basically. Yeah. It's just like, all oh, right, I've got an idea. Maybe this will work. You try it and it's like, oh man, it's not the one, man. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. And then that's it. I probably wouldn't try for a couple of weeks, mm. maybe even a month. And it's like, all oh, right, now hang on. Maybe if, and it's just in the play, it's playing in the back of your mind. And it's just like, okay, let me try this version. Let me try and add this flour or see what this uh, element does to it. And to replace the gluten, we were using something called um, xanthan gum, which is like a, a binding it's almost like a glue so gluten is like glue basically it kind of holds everything together gives it a less elasticity allows it to grow uh, when it's baked and rise as well with the additives like the baking powder and baking soda see that's what you're trying to replace really and xanthan gum for the donuts that i was making the oven baked donuts seem to work the best you can use things like chia seeds you can use linseed or flaxseed um you can use uh, psyllium husk as well um but at that time, it was like these things weren't readily available. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't really know about them. Okay. Uh, and xanthan seemed to be the go-to. It is an additive. They seem to be the go-to one. And it just kind of worked. Okay. Um, because it was gluten-free as well, it's like it wasn't a dough, which right. is really okay. important. So you're working with a batter. Yeah. So you pipe it into molds, into donut-shaped trays, and you bake them in the oven. And mm -hmm. that's how you get your donut. Um so yeah, it was, it was, it was like a whole nother world. How do you get from brownies to donuts? I'm trying to get, understand that whole world. Like, well, how do you do that? It's similar. Like, yeah. um, so brownies, you, uh, you're working with a batter as well. Yeah. Uh, so just a wet batter, bricklayer, mm. wet trade, working with mortar. So it's like, it's funny. Uh, right. I'm okay. Not, so you're I'm saying your bricklayer was yeah, helping yeah, you yeah, out. Yeah, okay. Dead, dead serious. It's like working with wet trades. You kind of get an understanding for like working with that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, the brownie batter to a, um, a donut batter. All right, it's different ingredients, um, but you're still working with the same thing. Like the same, the batter is is kind of similar. Um, and you're pouring it into a mold. It just happens to be a big square tin as opposed to round donut tins. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of similar. It's not too dissimilar, sorry. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just different elements to try and get that. Your, the flavors that you're after um the consistency that you're after you kind of like 
through repetition, you kind of get an understanding of right what's going to work and what's not going to work, kind yeah. of thing. So it's not too dissimilar, like brownies yeah. and donuts. How, how long did it take you to make your first donut that you were happy with? Probably about six months. Six months. Yeah. And did you? What was the plan at that point when you was like, okay, cool, I made this six months, which is crazy. Yeah. Was that every day for six months? No, no, no. Okay, but here and there. Yeah, yeah, here okay. and there. Okay, like here and there. And during that time, were you learning more about different ingredients and just trying different things and um, seeing what was working? I wouldn't say no. If I think back, I wouldn't say I was learning about different ingredients. I already had something gum. I knew that that's what people used. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was going to use. Yeah. That was it. It was just like... Kind of like at school. Yeah. So it's like, all right, this is what I know what I need to do now. I'm not going to push beyond that. That's enough for me. I'm yeah. happy with that. And let's just, just go with that. Um, and then it was more about the, the flour blend. Um, and that's like the basis of any good gluten-free uh, baking. You need a flour blend. And not all flour blends are the same. So you could just take elements from, uh, you could use a rice flour. You could use chickpea flour. You could use brown rice flour, which is completely different to white rice flour. Um, and starches, potato starch, tapioca starch, uh, fava bean flour, sorghum flour. There's loads of different flours you can use, even coconut flour, but yeah. they all have different properties. Uh, so, for example, I never use coconut flour because it just sucks the moisture out of everything. So if you want to make rock cakes, <laughs> coconut flour is your one. But anything else, just no, it's just not the one. And, um, and it, it's, I guess it's... For me, I, I had the, the core flowers, but it's just learning what um, consistency or how much of each flower to use to get that that sort of perfect blend. Yeah, I was wondering um, because you said you said something where you said, "Oh, you did a few things; it didn't work out." Mm. So obviously, you did this over a number of years. Why? Why? Why didn't you give up? Because a lot of people would have done maybe six months trying. Oh, this is not working. Mm. I'm just gonna call it a day. Why, why didn't you give up? I had a reason in front of me every single day. Yeah. So it's like my family's there. Like, it's like, no, no, I want to do this for you. Like, I did like baking. Um, as I say, it was like the cupcake boom was happening. I was baking at work anyway. Me and this other girl called Jasmine, um, who I'm, we, we were speaking the other day, actually. Um, so we watched Great, I don't know if it was Great British Bake Off. I'm trying to think if it was. Mm. Maybe it was, I'm not sure. But then we'd bake maybe like once every two weeks, three weeks. We went through a period where we'd bake uh, different things and bring them in. Or we'd try and replicate, like, let's try and bake a Jaffa cake. And we'd do it at home, like message each other and stuff and show each other what we'd done. Um, so I liked baking anyway. Um, and I kind of like to make people happy, okay. like my family happy and stuff. And it's just there, like, I just knew they couldn't have uh, the stuff that I could have or their friends could have. And so it's like a constant reason in front of you. It's like, well, no, why stop? Why give up? Uh, and I knew I was getting closer, even over that initial six month period, I knew I was getting closer or I could make it a little bit better. And they would enjoy it, they would eat it. Some of them they would <laughs> they would not eat. For real, they're like, yeah. yeah no, Did that hurt getting, you? They're young. Um, no, because I knew, yeah. kind of knew it was Yeah, bad. you knew it was yeah, like yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's, yeah, it's, I knew they liked it, but it's, you always want to try and push it a bit yeah. further. Once you get something that catches, it's like, okay, how can we make this better? How can I blow your mind even more kind of thing? And even at that stage, I wasn't real, I wouldn't say I was blowing their mind. They just liked it. And they, in one way, kids can be brutally honest, but in another mm -hmm. way, kids are very easy to please. Yeah. So it's like, if it's, 
sweet and it's spongy, they'll just box it off kind of thing. You know, they're not really going to critique it as as such. But um, yeah, I just wanted to do it for them. That yeah. was always the reason. I think that's that's why I'm still here now. Okay. Kind of wow. Thing. Yeah, because that that is my why. Wow. It's never been about uh, how much, how can this blow up? How much money can this make kind of thing? That's not, never been the end goal. Yeah. It's about how can I just blow your mind? Yeah. Like, literally. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That emotive, uh, food is an emotive, um, has an emotive quality to it. So you could eat a, a piece of food and it could transport you back in time. Yeah. You could smell something like an aroma and it, you're in your grandma's house eating that whatever she used to cook on Sunday for you. And it's that emotional connection with people um, that I've always been trying to reach. I think it's come more to the fore now, especially in this last year. Uh, but I think that's carried me through yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Wow, definitely. wow. That's so epic. Um, it's, it's always great to hear the story and the reason why behind why people mm. do what they do. And I, I can definitely sense that you're definitely doing this for, um, for your family. How did you know that that donor that you made that perfect golden donor was mm. the one how did you know okay yeah i've got it this could, is it could you i can see it now like i took a picture of it and that was my business card like initially that picture i still got it on my instagram uh and i just knew when i took it out the consistency like the way it rose and then when i rolled that thing in sugar in cinnamon sugar and i just put it on that table in my front room that little round coffee table and the light shone in on it and I got my phone to take a picture. I just knew that was the one, man. Wow. I was like, look at this thing. This thing is beautiful. And my son put his little, fat little finger in. And I, <laughs> just as I took the picture, and as I say, I'll try and dig it out, man. I may repost that. That's that's content I repost. Wow. That first one. And then when I did it again, and then when I did it again, and then when I did it again, it's like, okay, yeah, this this is it. It's like... It's consistency now. This this is coming out good every single time. Um, and there were times when it went wrong, but those first few times, I was like, "No, I'm, I've, I've done it for okay. you, for you, my family." Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas has come early, and I'm giving you the chance to win a fifty pound Amazon gift card. If you want to be in with a chance of winning this prize, all you have to do is rate the takeoff experience on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave me some feedback. And then send me a screenshot on my Instagram at Savvy Wallet so I know who I need to enter into the prize draw. It's that simple. The prize draw will end on the 2nd of December and the winner will be announced on Sunday the 4th of December via my Instagram stories. I wish you luck and enjoy the rest of the episode. Wow, wow, wow. And what was what was like the first, walk me through like the first, you know, now getting it out there, now that you've got the donut ready. What was like what what was the steps that you you took to to get out there? Well, remember project. I'm not not like a qualified <laughs> project manager, but that all went out the window. Yeah. So it was kind of like it was an ultimatum from my mm. wife. She's like, you, you got to stop making them because we can't eat them mm. all, um, or sell them. And I'm like, I don't want to sell them because I don't want to put myself out there for people to judge these creations. Like I didn't want to do that, but I'm like. Okay, I don't want to stop making them. Let's let's give it a go. Um, so, as you do, came up with a name for the business. Ordered a thousand business cards. I don't know who I, I still got most of them. I don't know who I thought I was going to give them to. But then it's just like, okay, now how do I get them to people? So I just started to go on Facebook, um, go in a few different groups, like celiac groups, 
uh, vegan groups and just casually just kind of walk in there and just like, oh, hey, everyone, this is what I do kind of thing. Got told off by a couple of the administrators for doing that. Um, but, and that's where I found out that everyone does a gluten-free brownie. Um, and then people were like, well, what else do you do? And I was like, well, I've got these donuts and it just went mad. It's like, what donuts? Because if, especially if you're celiac and, and that's why I wanted to make them gluten-free. If you're celiac and you're told, like I said, food is emotive, right? So if you're told you can't have bread or you can't have pastry or you can't have, you're going to start to miss that. You're going to start to really crave it. Yeah. Um, so for celiacs, high up on the list, like if we was on family fortunes, that would be one of the top five answers. Foods that you miss being a celiac would be donuts. Wow. Donuts, uh, bread, good bread, maybe like a French bread, a baguette or something like that. Uh, pastries, croissants, it would all be like bread-based thing. Well, obviously, because you see that, but it would yeah. all be bread-based things. But donuts would be high. They'd be near the top, if not yeah. the top. So for people to hear that, it was just like, wow. Okay, yeah, let, let me see what you can do. And then, then it's like, okay, so this is the one I didn't want to sell because yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get it to you. Um, so what I started to do was to take orders for people in London only. Okay. Would they come to you? No, I'll okay. go to them. Okay, what well, you're driving yeah. around? Oh, oh my public God, transport. Public like, transport? Yeah. Oh, mad. So like, I was working part-time, yeah. so I'd had a day off a week to get all the orders, make them, and deliver them on that day. And it killed me. Like, mm. I can't remember how many times I did it, but it's like, this is a disaster. It's maybe like, it's, let's say I had eight orders, and it would take me like 10 hours to deliver them. Like, get changed from here, tube to here. I wouldn't eat that day get back home exhausted, dead. And then that's it, the day's done. Like I've got to go to work the next day. Um, so I did that, I did that, I did that. But again, it was just, I guess you're trying to please people. Like I said, you want to blow people's minds. Like you've got this, this product you think is really great. You know, no one's doing it. You've given it to a few people now. The feedback you're getting is really good. Um, it's, it's, it's baked. So it's kind of like a cake version of a donut. So again, in my heart of hearts, it's not a, a true donut. I'm truly honest, but the cinnamon sugar one, that's the first one I came up with when it was warm and you rolled that thing in sugar, dipped it in oil, rolled it in sugar. It was like the donuts I used to get in Deptford yeah. market on a Saturday from that man at the end um, where they sell all the bric-a-brac um, and he used to have his little van and he used to get them rolled in sugar hot donuts. They reminded me of that. Um, and I think it was a touch point for a lot of people. Um, they liked it. So to get the feedback, it's, that's what kind of kept me going. Yeah. But then it's like, this is not practical. Mm. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm mashed. Were you I'm doing like, like, how many hour weeks were you doing at that time? Would you say? Were you well, working weekends? Like, uh, no, well, uh, yeah. Yeah, on okay. a weekend. So on a Saturday, I didn't do anything on a Sunday. And um, like the process as well, just to even make them, just used to take me ages just to make a batch of, uh, I think it was 12 or, or six. No, or six was in the, like one batch was six donuts. Yeah. But it used to take me ages. Um, again, like no project management was employed whatsoever. <laughs> in, in, in it's always like that with your yeah. business, isn't it? Like it's always like, you don't everything, find everything you learn. Yeah, just chuck it up in yeah. the air, and it's just like ah, like Macaulay Culkin kind of thing. Um, home alone, but uh, it just used to take me ages uh, to get it done, and yeah, it was just long. Um, so I did a couple of donut rallies. Uh, so I thought, let me just get people from a certain area. 
And there seemed to be a lot happening in Bristol, um, uh, down the M4. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a run, like from my house in, in uh, Plumsteads, go up to the uh, M4, start in Reading and go all the way down to Bristol. And I do mm. drop-offs along the way. So what, you had a batch of donuts. How many batch batches? Donuts. I think it was 27. You had 27. Uh, so you went from Reading yeah. to where, where after Reading? Uh, Reading. Uh, where did we stop off? Swindon. Were you setting up stalls in Egypt? No, no, areas? just at okay. the back of my car. Really? Yeah. So what, I you just, just open your car and then get, selling to people? Yeah, selling wow. CDs or something like that, man. Yeah, it was like That's that. old school. So I'd set it all up. Yeah. Went through Facebook, took everyone's uh, people shared their details with me. Yeah, I took them all contact name, number, the addresses, and I'd meet them like at the main station in that town. Um, but I remember I, again, it was a disaster. Like, uh, I think I burnt a batch, so I left them in the oven. I think I started at four, and the first appointment was at 10 o'clock, and I left my house at half nine. Oh How am God. I getting from southeast London to Reading in half an hour? That's crazy. So, oh, bro. It's terrible, but uh, everyone was cool. It was an experience, and I still got customers, mm -hmm. repeat customers from that run. Yeah, to this day. How did you feel at the time? Were you like stressed about that? I was stressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a lot of anxiety, um, just to get it out there. I just wasn't organized. Mm. I wasn't organized at all, and then I think that just impacts on your confidence as well. And the only thing that kept me going, um, and that's why another reason why I was afraid to start the business because I'm like, if I start this, I'm working. Mm. full time all i just foresaw for myself is i'd be like a hamster yeah in a wheel kind of thing um so super stressed but the feedback was like off the chain because there's no one doing anything like that at yeah. the time and they didn't mind that it was baked they understood you'll see that you understand it's hard to do anyway um but loads of people liked it uh, which was good and that's what sort of kept me going and spurred me on um and then eventually from that we just scoured and scoured and scoured and managed to find um a courier that would deliver them overnight. Okay. So if they were kept in the box, delivered overnight, they were good. Um, and that's what opened us up to the whole of the UK. Okay. From that, yeah. Wow. That wow. So you, so doing it in your kitchen and at that point, the courier would pick it up from you and yeah. then send it out to anywhere in the UK. Yeah. So wow. I was still working part-time. So it yeah. was on my day off. Yeah. Um, get all the orders in, have that one day and just do a mad day of baking. Yeah. The courier pick it up and deliver it yeah. the next day. In fact, actually the first orders that I did, I think that was like 11. And I, I just didn't understand the terms. Um, and it was the career didn't deliver it till like three days later. So I was like at work, like all smug, like waiting for people's emails to come in. I think some my donuts. And I was like, an email from the courier or people to say my donuts haven't arrived. When I researched it at work, I was like, oh, wow, they're not coming. This must've been like Wednesday or something. They're not coming till Friday. And it's just like, oh, Matt's had to change courier, managed to find one. I mean, they were pretty terrible, to be fair. Uh, but it, it just meant that it was possible. Yeah. And obviously now we've got the system that we have in, in place so we can deliver all across the year. I mean, have been. Mm. How, do you, how did you open that conversation up with the courier? What was it? Like, did you just contact them by email? And just, yeah. Okay. Literally. Can you deliver donuts to me? Yeah, I've got a food item. I need yeah. to have it delivered overnight. What's your rates? Right. Can you do it? And a lot of them said no. So we were kind of limited. There's uh, a few that were able to do it. Yeah. Well, only one that I could find. And then after that was a disaster, I managed to find another one. Um, and then we stuck with them for a few years. And then we eventually now we're with DHL. So yeah. DHL deliver all our Oh, parties. nice. Um, so yeah, it was it was difficult. But it's, yeah, it's just, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Can you do it? Yes or no? Yeah. 
Yeah. And the the packaging, which I like, was, did it start off like that? No. What did it start off as? This is version three. Version three. Uh, this is a good version for three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's bad. It's a really good version bad. three if it only took you three versions to, yeah. to get here. So actually, no, probably version four. So I had the package that I designed in my iPad with the logo and everything. So that was just like cupcake boxes. Did you design all the logos yourself? No, no, no. Okay, no, you got no. somebody to yeah, do it. Okay. Got someone to do it. So I had an idea of what I wanted. And then I got someone to, well, the first ones I designed, it was just like a, yeah. I think it was a sticker that we used to put on a cupcake box. So the boxes are really deep because they fit cupcakes yeah. in. Um, so it just meant the donuts would jump around when they got delivered and stuff. So that wasn't too great. And then wow. um, a lot of learning from yeah. all these disasters, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's 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 it. That's how I, uh, I've learned so much from everything that's gone wrong. Um, the second iteration, I, I designed myself. I uh, got my brother to tidy it up. Employed his graphic design skills. Um, but then again, it just wasn't because he's not a packaging designer. Mm. It just wasn't. There are a few things that that I missed, like in terms of like information and just like what it would look like if it was up on a shelf somewhere. Um, people not knowing what it what it was. Uh, so again, did that one, um, and then that was that. Then I had uh, no, sorry, yeah. So this is the third one. Then I employed a packaging designer, and she came up with the logo. I just gave her a Pinterest boards. These are the kind of styles that I like. This was the first one that she came up with. There were four that she pitched to me. But as soon as I knew this, I saw this, I just knew it was the one, man. Yeah. And we've kept that down to this day. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it sounds like you went through a lot of iterations. Yeah. I think sometimes you do have to go through through that to be able to get to the end. Like, I feel like so many people want to be perfect at yeah. the beginning, but your journey so far is telling me that you had to learn, yeah. keep on learning, but you didn't give up and you I just love. kept on getting better and better. Mm. Um, did you, are you now full-time doing this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. At what point did you leave your job? That was 2017. Okay. So you left in 2017. Yeah. So about three years, three years later. Yeah. That's quite quick actually. Yeah. You so think? Yeah. I got made redundant at work. Okay. So, so ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so to hear like that. A, okay. uh, well, no, it was a blessing in disguise mm. really. Um, so as I say, I worked for, I was a project manager and one of the roles I had was working with our, um, property team within the company and basically they're, they're like estate agents really so uh our client had vacated a few buildings so we had a couple of empty buildings and they'd moved from three buildings into one basically so i had one full building and two empty ones so the empty ones we'd maybe do up the reception or do up a floor just to try and entice another tenant to come in so i'd manage that process and one of the builders that I used to work with. So my my thing was always like, I just want an easy life, man. Like at school. <laughs> yeah. 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 It all, it's all starting to make yeah. sense now. Yeah. One of the easy life. So I was all about relation, building relationships with people. Um, and I guess I've always been like that. Um, so I would ride to jobs with the builders. Like don't meet me down there. Let's ride together. Like just have a chat, find out a bit, bit more about you. Um, how do you work? This is how I work. And just be open, upfront, honest, um, and just build a rapport. So I actually got a good relationships with basically every uh, contractor that we worked with. This particular guy, he lived in Essex. So on his way into London, Darfur Tunnel, he'd come through. Uh, it'd be easy for him just to scoop me up and we go and, and view jobs together. Uh, so he'd seen like all the baking equipment. He knew what I was doing. I told him what I was doing and stuff. And people knew about my work as well. Yeah. I'd mentioned it to them. 
Um, by this point, you weren't worried about that. No, some no, people, some really. people, some people get worried about like you know saying that they're doing their side side thing. Yeah, they, yeah. Scared that that might might get you know sacked or. Yeah, it was, but it's. I read from my contract, and it's yeah. like you don't own. If I'm, I, you know, in actual fact, I was working harder. I feel like I was one of the hardest working people right, in the okay. company because I'm like, I don't want you to tell me anything. Hmm. Like I'm making sure that every job I'm doing is done a hundred percent. Like nobody's coming to you. All you're gonna know is me accepting the job, yeah, and then me handing the job over. Yeah. Like I don't want anyone telling me anything. So I'd put in hours, like there'd be times where I'd be going to bed like two, three, four in the morning, working f- on work, just so I'd have enough time or a clear day then to focus on Kibara okay. 22. Um, and then we got into Selfridges pretty quickly, which I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll chat about yeah. a bit later on. So it was like, I'm happy, like I want you to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, I think a few people put a few people's noses out of joint, but that, that's inevitable. Um, but yeah, as I say, this guy picked me up, so he saw like the baking equipment, like in the house and stuff, and we got chatting. Um, and he wanted to invest. Okay. In the company. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was really excited. He's like, I can't believe it. And I, I gave him some to try, and he's like, they're amazing. I love them. Um, so at that point, he wanted to invest, um, but I didn't accept it. I just wanted to keep it. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing, and I didn't want to take someone's money and then. You know, kind of have to answer yeah. to them. Um, but when I got made redundant, I was with him at the time and I told him and he offered me a job on the spot. So I could have gone and been a project manager for his company mm-hmm. or contracts manager. Um, but he said, and my wife said, you know, if you don't do this now, you'll always regret it. You'll never know what could have been. Um, so it's like, okay, let's, let's just take the leap. Take the leap. So 2017, February, got a lump of money from the, uh, my f- uh, old firm. I've been there like twelve years, and uh, that's what paid for the packaging. It's expensive. Okay. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> expensive packaging, like mad. This. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, that's what paid for the packaging. That's what, that gave us the springboards. Yeah, uh, to go into to Borough Twenty Two full time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Were you? How did you feel at that point? Scared, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like. You're used to earning a certain amount every every month and that's like your safety net and you've been doing it while working on the business as well. The business is, is starting to grow, um, but you still got this safety net coming in every month. And it's like, that's what made me work hard as well. It's like, I don't want to lose that. Um, and then it's like, okay, you've given up that safety net now. And it's like, there's nothing there. Um, you've got money coming in because you've had to hold back on, on doing what you're doing because you are working full time. It's not like you've not got orders like every day or do you know what I mean? So I had Selfridges at the time. Like I got Selfridges mm. maybe six months after I really? started. The How did that happen? How did that? Through social media. Really? So they found somebody, a buyer, a Selfridges buyer? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a, a lady named Amber. Mm. So strawberries and gym mats. I think she just uses her social media, her Instagram now just to uh, view Instagram. She's mm. not active on it. Um, but she, I've never met her to this day, man, but I always thank her. But she posted on, I didn't even know Selfridges had a Instagram account, like Selfridges Food. I, did, that <laughs> I, did, I don't know that they have an Instagram account. That's Instagram mad. account. So Selfridges, official Selfridges, and then you got Selfridges Food. But they had like a, a celiac awareness week. And she's like, oh, you need to get this guy's donuts in. Um, and they're like, well, we're always looking for new suppliers. I was like, I saw that and I was like, what? And I was like, 
okay, if you DM me your contact details, I'll send you some samples. Half an hour later, I just got a ping, DM. Yeah, we'd love to get some samples, bring them in here this time. And it's all documented on my Instagram, actually. So yeah, went there, the doorman, I got a picture of him, went upstairs, <laughs> sat with the buyer. And I remember saying to her, um, like Katie, her name was, I just like, I don't know what, I don't know how I've got here. This is my situation. I work full time. I do this part time. I would love to have them in Selfridges. I don't know if it can happen, um, but just tell me what I need to do. Like I work with you. She's like, no, nah, cool. And I, well, I said, I always used to say, if you like them, if you like them, like um, just taste them, see what you think, give me some feedback. And if you like them, like I, whatever it, you need me to do, just let me know. Yeah. And they did. They were excellent. Really, really, really good. And they kind of dragged me up in terms of standards. They came and visited my kitchen at home. Yeah. Um, Mad. They actually came, did yeah, that. Yeah, I was sweating, bro. Sweating, sweating. Because I was just, you just think, well, like, they're oh, checking for coming to audit your kitchen. Yeah. They're coming to shut you down. But no, they're coming to protect you okay. and themselves. Okay. So it's like, if there's anything that's a, a miss, they're like, no, you need to sort this out, this out, that out. Then we can talk. And it's just like, yeah, it was, it was cool. So. It's like a, it's a clean home kitchen, yeah. five star rating from the council. It's like there's nothing really that they had to to do. I think it was the, the only thing they said was traceability. So that's where you keep a record of all the ingredients that you use, the dates and everything. So if anything goes wrong, you know, heaven forbid, yeah. something should go wrong, you know then what days, what what um products that you need to recall, basically. Yeah. Uh, you can trace that. Uh, so that's what I had to start implementing, but everything else was fine. Um, and yeah, it just meant then that from doing that, and it even Selfridges was terrible. Like I remember bringing the first donuts in like on the tube and handed them to the guy over what, the What, the sample? No, no, the actual donut. The actual donut. How many, how many were you giving them like? At, at uh, I think time? it was like their, their first order. She said she was going to order six. So there were- six, What, six boxes? Six, no, six donuts of each flavor, like a okay. small order. Okay. Because she knew like what I was on, yeah. like juggling the two jobs and yeah. what have you. Uh, but they ordered 36 of each flavor. Yeah. What? So That's a lot. bringing them in on the train. Handing them over you, the counter. You, <laughs> you bring in all yeah, these. Yeah, like as if I was a customer. I was like, oh, here you go. And they're like, no, you can't, you can't do that. They got to come in through the loading bay. Um, and so I the next couple of orders I delivered them to the security guys. And they would have to call down to the loading bay. Someone would have to come up from the loading bay to collect them. And they're like, no, nah, man, you can't. And a credit to the guys in the loading bay. Um, they really helped as well. Like just about, all right, no, driving. High vis, uh, PO for you, PO for me. One gets stamped, we keep it. One gets stamped, you keep it. To prove that you've delivered, we've checked quality control. So I did that with one order. I think it was the second order and there was no record of me delivering it. So that order got, I didn't get paid for that. Okay. That was like a lesson. lesson oh, learned. mad. That was like instant lesson. It, oh, like, mad. Yeah, okay. That's, the, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. You're losing money. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like, okay, that's the procedure. And it's like, you can't, I could only be upset with myself yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, but they helped me. And then it just meant that any business I went to afterwards, like I'm going in with a pack, like a, and it might sound like, well, that's kind of obvious that was what you would do, but not a lot of people were mm. doing it at the time, I don't think. Because people were so impressed. It's like, you've got all your allergen sheets, you've got all your yeah. information. This is how much it costs, minimum order quantities, all that kind of stuff. And that's, I credit Selfridges for that. 
uh, for getting me to that level. So, um, and I guess that's another thing. It's just about um, having a quality product and being professional, yeah. being reliable and having that as a consistent standard. Yeah. Like year in, year out, week in, week out. Um, that's something that I've always strived to do, but I credit Selfridges for helping me to get to that level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You feel like that was what helped them overlook certain things because like you said, your product's quality, you were on time, you were consistent. So yeah. they're like, okay, we can rely on you on that. Everything else we can just teach. Yeah. We can teach, we can improve that. But I, I guess it's like almost like your uh, your rules, right? Because if you're not on time, it's like, can I rely on this yeah, person, right? Yeah, yeah. From that kind of perspective, the quality is not good. Like, yeah. you know, we're not going to wait for it to be good. It needs to be selfridges, yeah, like, yeah. like, like level. Is what was like the reception at that point because selfridges is, is prestige so yeah. to you know for a donut to be sold in selfridges is a big deal yeah like, what was the reception at that yeah, point good, for it good they sold out like the first couple wow. of weeks um so we had to bring in like extra orders because they just went um i think for a lot of people well actually so it took a year like uh it was august bank holiday that mm. we actually got into selfridges we actually mm. took our products into store um, and I remember they sold out over that weekend, like twice. Uh, the feedback was good. Um, I think people were just happy that they could go and get this product now. So some people had had it through the rally. Some people had it when I was delivering it door to door, like, yeah. well, like customer orders and stuff. But to have it now and to have it in Selfridges was like a big deal. So people were making a beeline for it. Yeah. Um, but we actually came out of Selfridges. Okay. Why? Uh, it was just too much. Yeah. Like I burnt out. Really? Um, so we went in August bank holiday and then we came out in February. Mm. Um, but they said, look, man, the product is great. We mm. love it. We love you. Just sort yourself out. And then mm. when you're ready to come back, let us know. And so I did mm. sort myself out, took a breather, then started to employ my project management skills. Okay. And then came back in October the same year, and we've been in there ever since. Oh wow, that's sick! So you left Selfridges, came back. Was like I need to take. Did you actually take a break from making, or were you still taking yeah, orders? Yeah, took a break. I was still doing orders. Yeah, but it was just that Selfridges. The Selfridges part that was, was like the well. hamster in the wheel. Literally, it's like every day yeah, you need to yeah. deliver, deliver. Well, deliver. yeah, it was. It was even every day. So we scheduled it. So it was like, um, I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But even wow. things like just testing whether the product could be frozen. Mm. Like how does it regenerate once you take it out of the freezer? Um, is the quality still good? So mm. all of that stuff we were able to do. So when we went back, we were like, look, we can freeze this. So we want to deliver once a week. Just give me a big order once a week. I'll deliver it. And then that's going to make my life easier. Minimizes your wastage. Yeah. You're not having to throw stuff out because it's not sold or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. And they're like, oh, if you can do that here, can you do that for Manchester and Birmingham as well? And I was like, okay, we'll look into it. Uh, but it just meant you could like reset, regroup, and then come back. Yeah. Not how, not being in the like the trenches with all these problems, things that you know, are not quite right. Like, let's go away, let's fix everything, and then come back. Yeah. Right? And just fly, basically. And it is, it's one of those ones where it's still like it's, a big turnaround but um i never get to see or i never ask and maybe i should do like on progress how products selling i just go in <laughs> high five the guy in the loading bay yeah. have a bit of banter with him get my sheet shine and i'm off yeah and i'm on to the next job yeah. kind of thing but when I, I do go in to do 
uh, like staff training, like mm-hmm. for launching a new product, which, mm-hmm. which you just launched too in there. Um, and it's then when I get the feedback and it's mad. It's just like someone came in and bought 60. <laughs> it's like we had to get them from the freezer because wow. they cleared out the counter. And that's not just one person. It's like, but it's Selfridges. It's yeah. like, it's prestige. Yeah. Like people travel. And the amount of times I've been there, I don't go there often, maybe like three or four times a year, mm-hmm. if that. And it's, but there's always people buying it. Right. And I don't see that. Yeah. I don't ask. For you don't, yeah, you don't see it. It's just, I you're just, 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 the PO comes yeah. in, I just fulfill it and I'm yeah. away you Man. go. And I'm in like early life. Do you miss it, that though a little bit? Do you I miss, do you feed, feel like you're. I feed off of that. Yeah. You feed off of it. Okay. I feed off of it. Yeah. Um, That's what gives me, cause like I said, it's emotional. It's yeah. an emotive thing. And if I know I'm fulfilling that, um, oh, what, what am I trying to say? If I know that that's been fulfilled and that mm. it's almost like Superman and the sun. Yeah. It's like, it gives me energy. Like yeah. so if I'm mashed, but I know that I'm making someone feel like this or that good, or they're able to, they're making a, a special trip to go and get yeah. my product. It's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that I'm going to push through. That's my why kind of thing. Yeah. 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 How are you balancing all of this? It sounds like a lot with mm. family life. Like, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. And I'll tell you why it's tough. It's, it's um because COVID, mm. right? COVID hit. So you imagine now everything's locked down. So all the shops I was supplying are locked down. And I think I'm going to get a break now. Um, everyone's at home. Kids aren't at school. But COVID hit and I didn't see my family because um, our orders went through the roof. It's like everyone was ordering. There was like, you clear like 40, 50 orders in a day and then you'd have another 60 like waiting for you before the end of the day. So that would, it was constantly like uh, people ordering. Um, so it's mad. Like that that 2020 year was just crazy. Like the business did better than it's ever did. Um, and then that repeated again in 2021 and it went far, far, far. Um, in terms of online sales, better than it edited, ever did. But I didn't see my family at all. Felt like uh, like my wife was educating the kids. Mm. Like she was running homeschool. Mm. I was in the kitchen. Um, so it, it's it was really difficult, and it is something like a constant battle to keep the balance mm. um, and not let it take over. So just things like getting people in to help um, that's really helped. And just having like a, a set routine, um, being able to freeze stuff as well has mm. really helped as well. So it means we don't have to bake like during the night. What made you like go down the whole freezing? Oh, just route. desperation, man. Yeah, desperation. Selfridges, yeah. really. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't go there every day. Yeah, and then go to work. Are you yeah, mad? so you just like, tried yeah, it out yeah, and just froze it. Let me just yeah. see, and it's like, oh, wow. actually, yeah, it does work. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and then yeah, speaking to other bakers as well, um. It's like they they confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, you got a freezer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. I remember you telling me that you had a bit of challenges with like hiring people. What was mm-hmm. that? What was that process? When did you start hiring people? Um when did I start hiring people? I think I was still working at the time. So we'd have like we do our selfridges bake on a mm. Friday, actually. Yeah. So just hiring a couple of people to try and work. And it's just it's difficult. I think everybody kind of says this because no one's going to be as passionate about your business as you are. And uh, they're doing it to get paid kind of thing. All right, they might be excited. Oh, this is cool. The story's cool. I like it. But at the end of the day, you're kind of doing it to get paid. 
And it's like the, not that it's, okay, everybody has to learn the process and it's difficult. I know it's difficult because I know exactly what I want in my life with the design of the box, with the design of the donuts, how they should look. But everybody else, like if I was to employ you, you'd be working of what your version of what you think I want is. So you can't see inside my head. You can't see like, unless I recreate a donut and get you to try and copy it, like who's going to be able to do that? Like, yeah, first time, second time, third time, fourth time and get it like exactly right. Uh, I do everything I do for a reason. Like I understand why, like I put it, the, the icing on this way, um, like the sprinkles, I add this amount of sprinkles. I don't cover it in spring because it, do you know what I mean? I, mm. I'm doing everything for a reason, but to try and explain that to someone, um, even when I've had people in and I've, it's been a disaster and then I've got new people in and I try and explain, it's like, raw. actually, I have to kind of stop and slow down and be like, all right, you kind of have to pick up this much on your spoon and then hold it. And it's just, you don't realize all the techniques you picked up along the way, the reasons why you do the things you do. Yeah, You just do it because you know, that's how you do it. Uh, but to try and explain that to someone is so difficult. Um, so it's been tricky. Like I had a couple of goods, um, girls that had come into work uh, from Moldova. They were really, really good. But uh, just the roller coaster of running your own business, mm. like through COVID, it was a, yeah. like a godsend. They were so helpful. It meant I could take time out. I didn't have, they could have handle everything. Yeah. Uh, but then this year, like it was uh, tough at the start of the year. So we lost one girl and then the other one, um, I didn't realize just lost in communication, but she was uh, doing a degree in web design, like an online degree. Oh, really? So it was like a part-time like job. Course. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like an online degree. So she graduated and everything and she's good. She's really, really good. Like in terms of design, a good eye. So she got picked up by, and she couldn't do both. Um, so I've got one person working with me now, like, uh, two days a week, but it is, it's difficult. Yeah. And like, even with, with her now, um, she's good, very, very good, very, very clean as well, which is important. Um, but to just teach the techniques when you've got like a day or two days worth of selfridges orders to try and get through and get everything done. And it's just like, do I slow down and teach this, try and teach this girl or do I just get her to do like the menial tasks and let yeah. me just concentrate on doing everything? It's, it's tricky. It's tricky, yeah. but we'll get there. We'll yeah. definitely, we'll get there. Um, yeah. And I want to hire more people yeah. actually. So um, it's a, a skill that I have to, that I'm always working at trying to like fine tune, like yeah. to train people up um, to be able to release the baby as yeah. it were. Not, not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's it's precious, right? Yeah. Because it's it's been honed for so many years yeah. and I feel like you've done it for a long time. You've got a big why. You've gone through a lot of issues, over obstacles, should I say, mm. overcome those obstacles and now you're a good place. Mm. And like, I think like, yeah, you cultivated that, right? So it's hard to like, okay, let me trust somebody else mm. to you know, do this because I mean, ultimately if they, they do it and the donuts are not as great. Yeah. Oh, it's going to fall back on you. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I've been to Selfridges before and I've looked at the donuts and I kind of like, don't like the way they look, man. And it, and it's, it's like, there's been times where you've shown them and they, they're like, okay, they're starting to get it now. And then it's like maybe three months down the line, it's just a batch. It's just a disaster. And yeah. you're like, it's maybe it's, um, not that they they uh they don't care. It's maybe it's something has gone wrong, mm. and I've 
Like I always say to them, anytime they make a mistake, I say, look, man, I've made that mistake like 500 times. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. This is what we do to correct it. Yeah. Um, Because sometimes they make a mistake and that's it. They stop. It's like a deer caught in the headlights. It's like, I don't know. It's like, no, let's keep moving. This is what you do to correct it. And they may not know that. Um, But it's just, you can't just teach them once and then leave it. Yeah. Kind of thing. You kind of have to keep checking in and making sure that the, the techniques are right and and um, they're sort of finishing everything to the standard that you want. Yeah. Mm. Well, what would you say has your, been your biggest success to date with Bio22? The emotional connection. Like, yeah. definitely, definitely the emotional connection. So uh, my biggest success in terms of actual product is the fried donuts that I've come up with this year. So that's what I've always been wanting to do. And look how my face is changing, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what I've always wanted. Yeah. So like, I want to make you, if I want to make you a, a, a donut, my family, I want it to be a gluten-free vegan version of a of a standard like jam donut. Yeah. That's like the ultimate donut for me. Yeah. Um, and I've not been able to do that. And there's a few reasons. I didn't understand the ingredients, like what they can do. I didn't understand their properties. Um, and it's not like, I'm not a scientist, but I just know, all right, if I put this in water, this is what happens to it through experience. Yeah. I know if this, you add heat to this, this is what happens to it. I know if this particular product will bring this kind of element or this kind of flavor to yeah. the end product. So understanding ingredients, having exposure to ingredients as well. Not all of these ingredients were, were out yeah. at the time. Um, but this year... Atom, I cracked it. I cracked the fried donut recipe. That's dope. And, and it, that's brilliant. Like yeah. no one's done it. No one has been able to do it. So I don't know, you know Crosstown? Yeah, yeah I know Crosstown. Yeah, Crosstown yeah. come to me. They send vans to me for gluten-free donuts. Really? Yeah. Oh wait, so your donuts are in Crosstown shops? I don't, no, we don't sell them in Crosstown. Okay. But if they do like corporate orders. Oh. So look, they do a lot of corporate orders. Yeah. Corporate they events. use your donuts. So yeah, if people like we want a hundred crosstown donuts, we yeah. also want vegan ones, uh, gluten free yeah. ones. Yeah. So they'll message me. Oh, okay, so you're kind of doing is that white labeling kind? Yeah, of it's kind thing, of like supporting, yeah. but they yeah. they send them to fair play to them. They send them mm. in my packaging. Oh, okay. They don't hide the fact that it's. Oh. I know we work with Borough Twenty Two. He oh. does gluten free donuts. Oh, that's well, that's, that's good dope. as well. Treats Club Lungi yeah. as well. Um, she's massive. She's just blowing up. Uh, I think she's working on her, well, she is working on her own shop. So she comes to me as well for gluten-free donuts. Um, so I know everyone has tried it. I know Donut Time have tried it. They've mm. ordered from me as well. So <laughs> back in the day, they ordered and I saw yeah. where the donuts went to. Went to yeah. their production kitchen in Reading. Yeah. Um, so everyone has tried it. No one has cracked it. Donut Time producer, a gluten-free, I don't know if it's gluten-free and vegan. I think it might be either or. Um, but it's baked. Yeah. So it's a batter. Okay. And I've cracked the recipe. So, like, <laughs> you got people gonna come for your secret recipe then. Unicorn man. So I'm I'm looking at getting it patented. Yeah, I would definitely just because it, it's no one's been able to do it. And and it's like no disrespect to my Australian family, my New Zealand family, my American family, who've told me that oh yeah, yeah, we, we people doing this in Australia, people doing this in New Zealand. They sent me pictures, man. <laughs> it's like it's good, it's not like mine. Yeah. My one is the the real deal. Yeah. And I think over here, we're used to our donuts being more bread-like. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a brioche mm-hmm. recipe. 
uh, but the donuts I'm producing aren't like that. Okay. They're they're light, they're crisp on the outside, they're light inside, and you would not in a million years be yeah. able to tell they're gluten free or vegan. Wow. It's making me really want to try try these. Absolutely. And I'm sure the listeners as well are like, yeah, we're gonna definitely get my fill of it. So that that for me is like my biggest achievement today. Yeah. Um, but like was it was it the proudest? No, yeah, like the biggest success for you. So the biggest yeah. success though yeah. is people's reactions to yeah. that donut. So I I knew when it started to take. It was April thirty first that I did the recipe, and like I say, like you trial an error, and it's like getting your heart broken mm-hmm. when you you put it in your mouth and it's not the one, and you're like you're convinced, like please make this work, please make this work. So I made it on April thirty first, and I didn't eat it until May first. So I was like, I, I can't eat this now let me just go to bed let me just leave yeah. it just let it cool down leave it I'll try it in the morning try it in the morning and I was like raw I think I've done it and it's been like my Instagram from that point on has been like the journey of this donor so everybody's come on this journey with me mm. there's been times where I thought oh this is it I've done it and it's been no 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 it's not the one you can push this further or there's there's like there's something you're not doing yeah. right the feedback from other people so listening to other people but I knew that this donut is going to bring people to tears mm-hmm. and it has. So like people have messaged me and said, I've, I've bitten into this donut and it made me cry. I've bitten into this donut and like, I've been crying because I haven't had a donut in 22 years. Wow. I've never done it in 16 years, 30 years, 40 years as a guy is trying to get a donut off me. Like his, his daughter wants to bring, he hasn't had one in like 43 years. And this is just like how I remember it. So, that for me is the greatest success. Like before I used to say, if I've been asked that question before and it was a lady in, um, in our sampling in Selfridges yeah. in Manchester. And um, so sampling these donuts. And I found that saying that they were gluten-free and vegan was putting people off. Um, so I just said, look, these oven baked donuts, would you like to try them? And people were taking samples more. And then one girl came up. She goes, oh, um, so I said it to her. She's like, oh, I can't, I'm vegan. And I said, no, actually, these are vegan. She's like, what? She's like, really? She, I remember she had her earphones and she took one out. She's like, they're vegan. She goes, oh, I'm gluten-free. I was like, I'm not lying, <laughs> but these are gluten-free and vegan. Like, they're certified gluten-free. And she was like, what? And she ate it and she started, like, the tear came down her right. cheek. And I would say that that's, that, that was the greatest success up until... I developed this recipe. Okay. Um, so it is mad. So like, I've almost become obsessed with it now. So it's just like, how how now can I get it to people in yeah. the best way possible? Um, but yeah, that those messages are everything to me. Yeah. Wow. Just to be able to, to invoke that reaction from people um, is just, that to me is like success. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. And it's, I feel like that's a, obviously everybody has their definition of success, but it's nice to hear a definition that's not just, oh, money. Yeah. I want to be a hundred million. Sometimes it's nice to hear that, look, I want to help people experience something they have not experienced in Mm. such a, such a long time. Um, Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And um, what would you say has been the biggest challenges for you? Bro, 22. Biggest challenge is uh, like logistics, just getting the product out to people. Um, and even now, like with this fried donut, with, with the baked donuts, it's still, you're putting your life in the hands of DHL, man. Uh, and they're pretty good to be fair, but 
you send it out a certain way and sometimes it ends up like this not that's not how I send it out yeah. kind of thing. So that can happen. Uh but with the fried donuts, like most fried donuts, I don't think I've ever seen any fried donut which has that you buy in a shop which has a best before day. That is not the day that yeah. you buy it. It's always eat on the day. Um but I the public have demanded I'm not even asked. <laughs> demanded. They said, no, we want it. Like we want this product. Yeah. Like send it to us. And I'm like, okay. So at the moment, it's it's difficult. I've got to send it in a AM delivery. There's the boxes to pay for, the, the greaseproof paper. And I've broken all this down on my social media. And I'm like, it's going to cost you £30 to get four donuts. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> £30 to get four donuts. Like, wow. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Send it to me. Like, people like, pay what it. they want for quality. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So... It's getting to people and it's, it's great. Like I like the voice notes and stuff that I get. Mm. Um, like they're great. Like they empower me. They, they, they charge me up, man. But some of the videos are just like, oh man, but the donuts, they don't look that good. <laughs> just like, I know what they look like when yeah. they come out of the fryer. I know what they look like four hours after they've been at the yeah. fryer, 16 hours after they've been at the fryer. That's the, what I want for you to have. Yeah. I don't want you to have day one that you've got to warm up in the microwave. Maybe some people do, some people don't. Um, so it's just like, mm, as good as it is, it's, I don't know if it's the perfectionist in me or whatever, but you just want them to have the best version of yeah. what you're producing. And you know, it could be a lot better than what they're getting, but people are happy. Yeah. Like they sell out online. Like I release it once a week and they sell out in minutes. Wow. Single digit minutes. It's like three, five, six minutes. They sell it. They're sold out. They're gone. So I know people want it. I know people love it. But that's not like the goal now. How can we either extend the shelf life, get it to you quicker, um, or just make it more accessible so mm -hmm. that you can get it like as fresh as possible? Because yeah. if you think it's good like a day after you've had it, trust me, wait till you've tried it like on the day. Yeah. It's going to blow your mind. Wow. I feel like that strive for perfection is always going to keep you ahead of everybody else mm. not being happy. Yeah. You know, I'm a football fan and I think, uh, you know, Guardiola, that's what he's like. Mm. Even if they win 5 nil, he's like, mm. he looks for, ah, we could have done that better. We could have, yeah. you know, passed it a bit better. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that striving for perfection is always going to keep you ahead because you're going to look for ways to continue to improve yeah, it. Yeah. Right. But then do you think that there's a bit of a dilemma with that? Because... Not that you'll never be happy, mm. but it's like, oh, you got to always, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. like that as well. I'm a perfectionist. I'm always thinking, how can I improve the podcast? Mm. What can I do better? How can I improve the clips? Um, you know, constantly. Yeah. How can I do it better? Yeah, I guess there comes a point where you just got to sort of walk away from it. Yeah. And be like, okay, this is as good as it gets for now kind of thing and be happy with it. And it's... It's something that I try and tell myself a lot, actually, um, which is why I do like doing uh, podcasts or speaking to people mm -hmm. because it forces you to stop and yeah, just look back and be like, actually, you know what? In 2014, I was doing this. Mm. Like 2022, I'm doing this. Well, first of all, I'm still here. But 2022, this is what I'm producing. Look, I've got my own branded boxes. Like, I'm not sticking labels on a white box, a cupcake box. Like I've come this far, like, bro, like appreciate what you've done. Um, yeah. So it forces you to to sort of stop and look back and 
just applaud yourself, man, and be proud of yourself yeah. for what you've done. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it is. And I, I guess it's trying to get the balance, not being too hard on yourself, but then you know, know what you, there's scope, I guess is the best word. There's scope for you to improve and make it better, but also in, enjoy the moment. Yeah, definitely give yourself yeah. a pat on the back and enjoy it. You know, sometimes me, like, I'll get something good will happen and I'm just thinking about the next thing. Yeah, I'm not even yeah. thinking about the good thing that happened. Like, let me enjoy it. I'm just thinking, oh, okay, done. Yeah, yeah, it's almost a bit transactional yeah, in a way. And I don't, yeah. you know, I feel like, and to be honest with myself, I feel like sometimes that's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy because it's, it's just will never stop. You'll never, yeah. not that you won't enjoy it. You enjoy it briefly. But like you said, I feel like you have to enjoy it a bit more enjoy it because i mean getting into selfish not everybody gets into selfish yeah yeah. you know i I guess in a way i kind of not take it for granted but it's um because it happened so quick like within six months happened so quickly um you guess you kind of do like i don't know and we've been delivering them for such a long time but no that's a big deal man yeah it is no it is it is um what would you say is the thing that scares you the most with your business and how are you planning for that Oh man, what scares me the most? Um, that's a really good question. What scares me the most? Hmm. I don't know, you know. I think it's I think when it was like we were coming out of lockdowns at the start of this year, just things were just eerily quiet. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't just like that for me, it was like that for for a lot of people across the boards. I think because you come out off the back of two absolutely crazy years um, where it's just, you can't benchmark anything because everything's been upside down, you know? Um, so to come out and have a January that was so quiet, a February that was so quiet, a March that was so quiet, um, that's that was quite scary actually. And then to lose uh, one of our girls um, and just go down to one, it almost felt like, wow, we've got this far and now we're, with kind of going back on ourselves yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I guess it's for that, and, and I was speaking to someone about this this morning, actually, um, not from this sort of aspect, but the principle is the same. It's just knuckling down um, and just keeping that level of consistency going. Uh, keep trying to be innovative as well. So taking time out to, to develop new recipes and stuff like that. And um Again, it's not about revenue. Obviously, you need revenue for the business to survive and to keep yeah. going. Uh, but that's not what's driving you forward. Um, it's about trying to produce the best version of what you're producing. Um, so that's really got me to where I'm at at the moment. And it got me through that yeah. that moment. Um, but yeah, I guess that's something that every business owner has to sort of deal with, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. You, it's. It's like what we we're saying: striving for perfection. Sometimes it's like you don't know what's gonna happen. You can't always predict the future. It could be going well now, but you're, like you said, you're trying to get ahead and make sure that you mm. that you stay ahead too. Yeah. Sometimes it. Yeah, that can be that that uncertainty. Sometimes can be a little bit unnerving. How do how do you manage like the uncertainty? part of it so you said this year january feb march was quiet how did you deal with that because obviously you changed from a stable yeah. income to you know i, I don't, I don't want to say not stable but there's no guarantee right no, i know no, i know no. a job is not a guarantee either, but that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if you're on salary you know what you're and getting. you're in charge of it as well yeah. so it's like it's not like 
um, this is my boss's decision now that everything falls to you. Yeah. Um, I guess just having good people around you. Yeah. Um, people that you can soundboard off. And it, it may not even necessarily be uh, uh, here is the answer, here's the solution to the problem that you're facing. It's not like, no, you just need to get it out. Just chat to someone. Um, the good thing about working from home, so my wife is always there. Mm-hmm. And she's, <laughs> she's, we always joke that she's the head and I'm the heart. Yeah. Um, that. Like she's very, very much, very structured, very organized, very academic. And I'm like almost like the opposite to that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So she's good as a soundboard. She's good in terms of like sound advice. And she doesn't make any decisions without data to back it up. Whereas I'm more like impulsive, emotive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's good. And then within the industry as well, like it's honestly, um, the friends that I've got within this industry, the people that I can chat to within this, this industry, like the the um, hospitality industry that I've met along the way, um, they're just incredible. Like uh, we're really respected people as well, but so open, um, got a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. And, you know, they're at the end of a WhatsApp call or, you know, they'll they, they be voice noting. Yeah. And yeah, working things out and to be giving advice and stuff like that. It's just been incredible. So I think having those people around, because it is, it's, it's, you're kind of in like this like silo and it's like I said, it's just like you deliver to Selfridges, delivering your online orders, high five everyone. And then that's it. You're yeah. gone on to the next week. Um, so it's kind of like you're almost in this silo by yourself, but just to get out outside go and speak to people other than the four walls. It's just, it helps to yeah. like with your sanity levels and with your decisions, um, just to be able to sound it off people. Yeah. That all helps, man. I think that's essential. Like to anyone like listening to this, like if you're in that situation, just make sure you do that. Yeah. Just even if it's like once a month, it doesn't have to be like, let's go and talk about our problems. It could just be, just get out and go and have a chill evening or go and have some fun or whatever. Just go and chat to someone just to so it's just not just you alone with your thoughts, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's important. It's important. You definitely need somebody else that you can bounce off ideas mm. and somebody that can be honest with you. I think yes. it's, you need somebody that's honest with yeah. you and surround yourself. Me personally, somebody I can say that's going to tell me the truth yeah, regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. like if it's going to hurt me or not, whatever, right? Yeah. And I think that's that's what's helped you get here because you've been open. You know, some people will make stuff and it... They're a bit delusional to it. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's great. And it's not great, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's why I said like the whole, you know, perfectionist stuff. Sometimes there's, there's a good element to it because you can always see, actually I can get better. Mm. But if you always think what you, your product is, not to say that it can't be great, yeah. but you think it's already then it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's far away. Yeah. It could, it could definitely, um, it could definitely, um, you know, stop you in your tracks. So on that point, what tips do you have for somebody who wants to, you know, start their own food business yeah, in 2022. I think just understand why you're doing it. Yeah. Like with food, again, like uh, I guess there's a few different types of people, like people that would maybe start a restaurant or start a, an establishment or whatever. But I think there's a lot of people who are like myself, like homegrown. They just enjoy that, the element of baking or cooking. But understand like why, if you want to start a business, why do you want to start a business? Yeah. 
because that why is, is what's going to drag you out of bed when you know times are tough when people aren't ordering or do you know what i mean when when um when it gets real that's what's going to keep you going and if you're trying to chase uh pounds pennies it's very very easy to give up and roll over when those times come so understand your why definitely and um just do the like the best version of what you can do as well um don't try and cut corners uh don't try and do what everybody else is doing like we learn through repetition a conversation i had this morning as well for a friend of mine she's a hairdresser uh but we learn through repetition and she's good at what she does um so just like big the up man it's it's you think like messi ronaldo they're good at one thing. Like they've they've worked at this one thing to get to the levels that they're at. You think of like Nadal, all sports people, or Federer. He's worked. They've worked at yeah. this one thing to get as good as they are. And um, this that's that's what we do. Like it's you're you're training your brain um, through repetition. And with me and the donuts, it's been doing the same thing over and over again yeah. for eight years. That's now it qualifies me as an expert in my field. Yeah in the art of gluten-free like baking um not not across the board but definitely baking donuts mm-hmm. um and now with the fried donut as well like i'm learning that the repetition in that uh to become an expert in my fields um and it's just like i say you'll 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 get two years in three years in and the techniques that you pick up um the reasons why you do things mm-hmm. It could be anyone. You could be like a, yeah. an Uber Eats driver, but it's yeah. like, no, I, I'm going to stack my bag, bag in this way because I know when I'm hitting those speed bumps, this is what's going to keep everything stable. Yeah. Someone could be starting next to you who's like day one and they're just chucking everything in and you're like trying to explain to them and they just don't get it until they go out on the road, go to take out the meal and everything's all over the place. Yeah. Like there's, you you learn through your mistakes and that and um you pick up all this information which makes you, good at what you do mm-hmm. so don't skimp on that like learn from your mistakes try and produce the best version of what you can do remember your why remember why you're doing it as well and i think if you've got those things that will help you get through the tough times and when the tough times come that's when you learn like you learn about who you are yeah. you learn about why you started this business you learn about um how much you can be met with all these, not adversities, but all these trials mm-hmm. and obstacles and how you uh, can get over them as well. And then if you do that, uh, then you're, well, that's it. You're kind of unstoppable, really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that's definitely, definitely. If I could go back and speak to past me, like mm-hmm. future me, that's what I would say. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love those tips. Love, 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 love. Like you said, so many good things there and um i think it's i think it's very relevant in this age and i think it's going to be relevant um in the future um i think what you said the why i think that's really important Mm. um i think a lot of people have an idea and you know what ideas are you Mm. have all that energy initially and then you come through one obstacle one adversity Mm. and then if you don't have a strong why you're just gonna like you said you're just gonna quit that's it it's done that why will get you through it because you're like, okay, this is why I'm doing. Mm. You, you do need that reminder from time to time. Why am I doing this? Yeah, this is yeah, why yeah. I'm doing this, right? Um, great. It's been so great uh, speaking to you. Where where can uh, people find you? Okay, so 
<laughs> it's, it's a long answer now because yeah. of what we've created. But um, so we're available in Selfridges Food Hall, London. Okay. Um, if you go to the bakery section, uh, you'll be able to find us behind the glass counter. So it's more like the patisserie counter. They have like a traditional bakery, uh, which is on Orchard Street, that that sort of end of the food hall where it's got all the breads and stuff like that. But we're like, they're fine. The patisserie, like okay. the nice fancy <laughs> cakes and stuff um, behind the glass counter. Um, so you'll be able to get us there. And obviously online at borough22.com. Uh, we deliver all across UK mainland. Uh, so we've got our oven baked donuts, standard size, mini size. And we also do a range that's low FODMAP as well. So if anybody's on the low FODMAP diet, you'll know. If you know, you know. You know. I, I'm not on that. When I saw that on your website, I was like, what's the low yeah, FODMAP? I've yeah. never heard of this. It's like another niche, another okay. layer of a wow. niche, uh, diet. Like it's almost like a research. You're definitely diet. ahead of your time. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so actually we, Ocado tried to sign us because of the low FODMAP donuts. Oh. Yeah. They, were, they wanted to chat to us about that. But um, yeah, it's not, it's not a hard tweak for us to do. Hmm. and it just means it's accessible for those people yeah so again that's that's the why that's why we do that if we go to that trouble um so you'll be able to get them there so our fried donuts now which everybody is after like everybody wants these fried donuts so at the moment like i'm releasing them once a week mm -hmm. on a friday so it'll be a friday at 6 p.m the the web url for these donuts goes live now you've got to be quick. Right? <laughs> Selling out like that. You've got to know what you want. You've got to have your auto fill for your address, your bank details. Get on the website, order the donuts that you want, pay for them and get out as quickly as possible. <laughs> like have it down to a fine art um, because they sell out so quickly. Like I actually did a live mm. on the second drop. Wow. So it's live. You can see the three minutes that it sells out. In. Wow. And people are upset at me that I did a live. <laughs> like, Why are you doing a live? I can't get the link now. It's like, you've got the link before. Um, so yeah, it's that real. So I get messages all the time. Um, if you're in like the SCA team, like in Plumstead area, you can DM me on Instagram and we might be able to do something for you because my aim, as I say, I'm almost not embarrassed that to sell four donuts for 30 pounds. Because I've broken down why mm -hmm. that's done and people still want it. Yeah. So I'll do that for you. But um, my aim is to get into people as fresh as possible. Mm -hmm. So we did a pop-up in Broccoli and there'll be more pop-ups to come. Okay. But a pop-up in Broccoli was uh, from supposed to be from 12 until 3. Mm -hmm. We sold out in 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was even you were there. Yeah. Okay. Mad. Bittersweet. Yeah. Um, because obviously it's great to sell out. Yeah. Uh, but people like one lady came from Cardiff, Ugh. didn't get nothing, just got air and a high five. That was it. Oof. That was it. So I felt bad, really, really yeah. bad. But um, we won't do any more pop ups until I have proper equipment okay. to be able to produce yeah. a lot of them. A lot of them, yeah. So yeah. that's coming in a week, actually. Okay. Um, and just keep an eye on our socials. So we'll yeah. let you know when we're doing pop ups. Mm -hmm. We've got one planned, hopefully, in Brick Lane. Yeah. At Vida Bakery, we're in talks with another uh, company called Bone Shaker in Paris. Okay, wow. About oh, you're going Europe now. We're going Europe. And there's okay. a, another company called Big Wig Donuts that have reached out in the States that want okay. to do something with us. Are you, well. you Defo? Are you up for the States? Yeah, if yeah, we if okay. we can make it happen, that's mad. Business trip, man. Business yeah, expensive. yeah. You definitely, we need to get somebody though yeah, to help yeah, you yeah. out because I mean, 
yeah. UK is tough. Yeah. America is like five times, five, six times the size of it. Yeah, yeah. But do you know the beautiful thing about it as well? Is as much as people want the products, as much as people love it, it's like if I put a call out on my socials, people mm. are like, yeah, what do you need? Yeah. Like, I'm here to help. Like, yeah, I'll serve. Yeah, yeah. Love I'll, that. I'll I'll, you know what I mean? I'll do anything. Um, which is great. So the fry, yeah, as I say, the fried donuts, the next drop for fried donuts will be on the sixth of November. But um it be it should be every Friday at six PM. Okay. That they get released. And then what it is, they'll then get delivered to you. So we do it a week in advance, they get the delivered to you the Friday after. Yeah. It'll be an AM delivery. You don't need to choose a date for delivery. It will always be the Friday after. And um they'll come in the morning and then hopefully you'll be in heaven on Friday wow. morning. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I hope you guys are jealous because I'm going to get stuck into mine later with my wife. <laughs> um, have you any final words for the people, the listeners? Oh, because... just to thank everyone who supported us. You know, he's been riding with us. Like I said, there's people there, like the OGs from day one um, through our bait journey who were on the rally uh, in Bristol, the one that we did in Manchester as well um just to thank everyone who's ordered from us like it, it does like you're paying my mortgage you're allowing me to allow me to build a kitchen in my garden to be able to continue pro to produce like the best donuts like on the market for you now like yeah. to be able to do that so just to thank everyone for that and um yeah just uh to everyone in the community as well um like it's a wonderful community the support that we get uh to thank everyone for that as well and just please like keep supporting us like it's gonna be uh, it's still trying to keep the balance but it's gonna be a crazy 12 months like 2023 i feel like is gonna be a big big year for us um so we're talking about growing the business getting a team to help me out as well, like in, in management and really make this something yeah. that's accessible for people. So just watch this space. Wow. Like we're looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward yeah. to it. Like a year's time we can, I can get you and your team up in here. Yeah. It might be somewhere else actually. We'll have to might, see. Might be in our shop, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's true. That would be a good one. Yeah. That'd be, yeah. I'd love to do it there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm really excited um about that thank you so much for you know taking the time today i know like i said a year in the making yeah. and sharing your story of us you know telling us everything about your journey and you know what's quite important what i'm trying to do in the podcast is to make it as realistic as possible because a lot of people always like to say the good parts but you mm. told us about the parts where, where you struggled mm. and how you overcame it and i feel like that's the part that a lot of people can resonate with mm. because they're, they're also struggling they're also going through you know their their, their issues too and you know, to hear something like that, I think it, it, it helps to, to to motivate people. So, yeah, no, definitely wish you luck. Um, when I saw what you were doing, I was like, yep, yep, definitely getting him on the podcast. I was like, <laughs> yeah. But, well, for me, I was like, okay, I don't know anybody black-owned mm. donuts. I was like, this is crazy. Mm. And I love donuts. So I was yeah. like, yeah, this is, I definitely have to. That is one of my favorite desserts. Definitely have to get you on. Mm. And yeah, I love, I love what you're doing. Absolutely love what you're doing. Thank Just you keep bro. on doing it. Wish you luck. Seems like you've got a lot of success on the way as well, mm. uh, which I'm looking forward to. So yeah, I'm gonna keep on watching, watching that. Yeah, uh, thank hopefully. You. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that as well. It's, it's I think, uh, like even with with the, the fried donuts, like just trying to go back to how things were when I was growing up. Uh, like everybody consumes things so rapidly. Like, yeah, and I always look at music. Yeah, so like albums, like. 
Jodeci were dropping that album. They dropped like three or four singles before that would yeah. be released over a period of time. Yeah. Then you get the album. Yeah. And America would get it first and you'd have to wait like a week. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have the link from, from one of the music shops, yeah. you have to wait to get the album yourself and then a couple more singles and then that's, that's it. Like another three, four years, they drop another album. But albums released nowadays, every track is a single, it's in the charts. Exactly. Blows up and then that's it. You yeah. don't really hear too much from it. I'm trying to do that with the fried donuts. Yeah. It's a slow release for people. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like as well with with social media, you kind of see all the successes, people's successes. That's what they're posting. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that this has been eight years. It's like a slog, a real hard slog um, to to get it to the place where it's at now. And it's not even reached its full potential. Yeah. Um, but as many of the fantastic posts that are in my feed, there's a lot of posts that are... A lot of things that you don't see. Yeah. Like the early morning starts or the times where your back's hurting or your your calf muscles are hurting or you're just broken after a long day. Or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Something goes wrong. So I feel like it's important to to let people in on that side as well. But then it just shows you, you know, like hard yeah. work, perseverance, what you're able to, to achieve, man. It can. Yeah, it can. It's, uh, yeah. No, you, and your story is definitely testament to that. Watchers, listeners, I hope that you definitely appreciated uh, this episode. As I said to you, always bring in the best guests. Um, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Take Up Experience. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.